Blog Talk Radio. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's time for your mean, mean pride. Coast. Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting live from the studio of eloquenceonline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you? Leave the audience wanting more. And today we're talking about if if you are over the age of, say, maybe 45 or 50, you may recall a time when radio was primarily something you listened to either at home or in the car. And in the summer times, I would spend up in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. In fact, I'm sitting here adorned in my 2004 World Series Red Sox home jersey. Yes, I know they're playing in Los Angeles tonight. And if you're making that correction, you probably don't have a team in the World Series. But I do. Um, lifelong Red Sox fan. Red Sox since birth. My parents were both born in Massachusetts. But in the... In the late 70s, I would spend my summers out in Massachusetts, and my, my uncle Ray was an insurance salesman. And I literally, I literally, we drove from door to door selling insurance policies. He was actually really, really very good at it. Both my uncles and a lot of my family members up in New England made a lot of money in the insurance business. One of the one of the best generational businesses you can get into um, any any business that deals with the inevitable cycles of life, <laughs> birth. Cars, home, age, investment, and of course, assuming um, that final position in the uh, however you decide to go into the ground or into the air or have your ashes sprinkled wherever, that that cycle of life is obviously germane to the insurance business. Anyway, we would drive around, and I would not go into the homes. I would sit in the car listening to the radio. And in those days, you know, Top 40 Radio, you could hear all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Michael Jackson, you could hear Bruce Springsteen, uh, Bob Seger, and the Silver Bullet Band. But one of the songs that just came on, it was just always a toe-tapper for me, and I just I loved it, was a song called The Sultans of Swing. And if you're a Dire Straits fan, you know this is their emblematic, their, their, one of their best songs. They made another big comeback during the MTV generation with Money for Nothing. But Sultans of Swing is just just one of my absolute favorite songs. One of the first songs I, I downloaded when iTunes became popular back in the early 2000s. And what I love about it is it tells a story about if you if you look in your paper, we record on Friday. If if you look in your paper, usually on Thursday or Friday night, you'll get a circular that tells you <laughs> look in your paper or look online, look at your phone, millennials. You'll see like this weekend in New Braunfels, and you'll see 15, 20 bands that you've never heard of, gig bands, G-I-G, gig bands. And I just thought the this, this song, uh, Sultans of Swing, tells a very relevant story about what it's like to play in a gig band, how you have to know and be happy with your part. And it's a great analogy to the live performance that you put on at your brand every day. Do you play your part? 
That AMFM radio classic paints one of the best pictures of a weekend gig band trying to make it in an era uh, before Napster, before iTunes, before YouTube and Spotify. And I think it's still a classic for that great guitar solo at the end and the imagery and the story that it tells. Does everyone at your brand know their part? Do they care about the audience? Do they? Do you have competition in other places? I know, I know you do. And uh, 40 years later, the song is still a classic and a relevant analogy, as I said, for the live performance that you put on each and every day at your brand. This is conference quality information without the expense report, without the rubber chicken dinner. And of course, don't forget, you can always listen live or you can do what most people do and listen later. When we get back from the break, we're going to talk about it. Playing your part, leaving the audience wanting more. That is the power performance. And we'll be right back after this. I love that. Running strictly rhythms. He doesn't want to make it cry or sing because he knows his part is to play the rhythm, not to break off the great guitar solo that we hear from the lead guitarist at the end of the song. And it's just a great analogy for for your brand. First and foremost, um, I will tell you, I've never been part of a gig band. I've never been part of a gig band. I have been part of a live performance when I was speaking professionally and I added um, Scott and Nick to the performance, you know, I had a keynote session, I added two live musicians, a singer-songwriter with a guitar and an electric violinist, and we basically made life miserable for every speaker that had to follow us. Can you imagine walking into a conference room and getting a stone-cold concert at a motivational spoken performance, and the next guy shows up with 60 PowerPoint slides, we would just see people get up and, and leave and uh, because we knew we had competition in other places. And so we all had our part to play. I talk, you play, Scott sang, Nick um, took care of a lot of the, the audio stuff, and Scott took care of a lot of the, the audio stuff behind the scenes, and we all knew we all knew our part. Now, just because we could play and work in harm or you know perform in harmony did not mean that we got along all the time in harmony and that's something to be aware of if if people are not happy with their part they are not going to help you put on a great live performance all of our arguments were about how much time do we spend do i spend talking versus how much time do they spend singing because they wanted to sell their cds and stuff like that the, the great bands that break up it's not because of lack of talent it's personality and personalities often get um, exposed when you find out somebody wants more attention perhaps than they deserve are entitled to and i'm not saying that was the case with any of us. We are you know, three equal parts in that uh, keynote performance, what I call the musical keynote performance. But in a band, just like a brand, you have to know your part. I just love that line, running strictly rhythms. I've always thought of the IT department as sort of keeping the beat, keeping the rhythm. And it's insanely important because you notice it, boom, 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 when it stops. 
mean, you want to see your Facebook page and your Twitter and your social media feeds finally light up? Um, let your internet banking go down. Let your mobile app not work. Um, that's when you see real social media energy and, of course, not the kind of attention that you're definitely looking for. I always make the case that when people go to see somebody like John Mayer, you know, they're not there to see the drummer. Now, there might be a drummer or two in the audience that's curious about who's playing the drums, but people are there to see the lead singer. The people that signed up to follow John Mayer around um, knew that going into it, and they, they can't be jealous that he gets more attention than they do on the stage. The ticket says John Mayer. It doesn't say John Mayer and the guy playing the drums, and people have to be happy with the role that they've selected and the role that they've auditioned for. You know, if you need a trumpet player, don't go out and hire someone who plays the cymbals. If you need a percussionist, don't go out there and hire somebody who plays the clarinet. And of course, that's, that is one of the great elements in, in banking and in any brand, really, is finding the right people to play the right parts. And once you've been hired to play that part, the social contract is such as you continue to play it as well as you auditioned to play it, be the person you were in the interview. Otherwise, that social contract is broken, and you probably shouldn't be working there anymore. The song The Sultan's a Swing tells a story, just such a great story about um, a, a band trying to make it, maybe one gig at a time. And one of the things I, I love about the song is their preoccupation with people in the audience who are not interested in what they're doing. We would put on these amazing events with a ballroom full of a thousand people, and all we could talk about afterwards were the one or two people who sat there with their arms crossed and didn't get into it. That's all we would focus on it was the, the, the overwhelming minority of people who didn't get what we were doing. And honestly, a lot of times it was trainers from that credit union that had brought us in to do an all-employee day or one of the other speakers that was coming up after us. But we would always be obsessed. Gosh, who was that person sitting there? Put, couldn't put a smile in their face. Performers are like that. They take it personally when everybody doesn't love their performance. Does, does your, do your performance feel that way? Do your performers at your brand care what people think when they come in to see the live performance that you put on every day or when they call you or, or when they go online to um, chat with you or use the virtual teller, whatever the case may be, when you put on your live performance, do your performers care about the people who maybe don't care. They're not loyal to your brand. They should want them to be. They should want to intentionally engage them and get them psyched up about your brand. That Very few people interview by saying, I have no interest in making this brand better. Nobody, and if you hire somebody like that, you've got the wrong person doing your hiring. Um, what are the parts in your live performance? Does everybody know their part? Does everybody know what they're supposed to do and when they're supposed to do it? Do you have that kind of brand harmony? Does the marketing that says, hey, we're a friendly place to do business, is it brand harmony when people walk in and those performers that are on your stage, wherever it may be, in the lobby, in the drive-up, in your contact center, do they achieve that brand harmony by being the purple people they were in the interview, in the audition? Because when they do that, that's the power of performance. Make sure people know their part. Make sure people practice to perform their part, and you can make it fast for one more day. My name is Jason Dyes. You've been listening to The Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, 
Would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Good night. Good night.